live from Southern California. California. It's the Slightly Serious Show. The Slightly Serious Show. The furthest thing from serious. And now, here is your host, Slightly, along with co-host Eric from Georgia. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Slightly Serious Show. It is August 19th on Thursday. Oh, yeah, the weekend is almost damn near. One more day. One more day of work for most of us. And, uh, hell, if you're, if you're already enjoying your weekend, I hope you've had a great one today. Anyways, uh, Thursday, gosh, um, I don't even know what the hell there is to watch on TV only because I haven't watched TV in months. So, I don't know. Is, is there any great programming on these days? Anybody know? No. Nope. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you, if you want to watch some horrible TV, you can watch Don Lemon. <laughs> yeah. History Channel's got some good stuff on, you know, oh, quite yeah. often. But the History Channel does is, is always, uh, you know, educational. I, I always enjoy watching the. Uh, hey, it'll help you. It'll help you win the uh, trivia contest. Is that what? <laughs> I had no idea. Well, no, I just I I love history anyway. But I mean, yeah, it'll educate, it'll educate you. Oh, okay. Why? Well, I, I actually, you know, I guess we could start off with this because um, I was supposed to show this yesterday, and uh, what I'm about to show you is uh, basically a turtle that's in the middle of the road, and he's he's like this close, you know. He's like he's got a, a big bigger brother that's a, a friend of his. And uh, as you can see, he he gets a little help from his big brother there, and uh, he gets a little push uh, pushed into the right direction. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cute, isn't it? It is. Uh, you know, you, you wouldn't see anybody in society helping each other out like that. No, I mean, looking would, up to the little guy. You, you know what would happen if those were two humans? Like if there was a kid in the road and an adult on the sidewalk. Nowadays, someone would just get their phone out so they could put it on uh, TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> that's what would really happen in society, which is horrible. But, uh, yeah. you know, anyways, inspiring, inspiring uh, uh, animals in the wild, I guess. Speaking of animals, um, well, well, we'll wait to, and talk about Joe Biden a little bit later. <laughs> anyways, uh, the first what thing would it be a sloth. A sl- I don't know. I, 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 what would you want him to be? What would you say he should be? I, that could get me arrested if I have to say what I want him to be. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you can't say those remarks. Either. Yeah, no, I, I I would liken him to a sloth. I mean, he moves slow as can be. He's always in the dark and doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Well, apparently that animal is, uh, as I tweeted earlier this afternoon, uh, we got word that Joe Biden, uh, you know, with uh, American American citizens over in Afghanistan uh, trying like hell to get back to to the uh, to America safely. And trying to make sure they don't get killed or whacked by the Taliban. And illegal immigrants coming into our country like, my God, like, what the hell is going on? Somebody in a rainstorm? Air is glowing again, but not God forbid. Um, I, I have a, a different set of headphones, you know, and I'm, I'm probably um, going to sound like I'm in a tunnel or, or something for right now. But and it, um, the microphone is also sensitive. So if I'm doing a little bit of moving around. All right. So anyways, while Joe Biden is, uh, you know, while Americans are over in in Afghanistan trying to survive and we have illegal immigrants flooding our country like there's no tomorrow, like they're giving uh, away. Oh, wait, they are giving away 
millions upon millions of dollars to them. Uh, Joe Biden feels that it's necessary to go back into his basement in Delaware. So he's he's on his way back to Delaware. How about that? That's that's a that's a fucking leap right there, right? Oh yeah, the Democrats are in love with this guy. Yeah, way to way to lead our country, Joe. Way way to be the the man in charge. Unbelievable. I wonder, wonder what what his man cave looks like down there. I don't know. I, you know what I imagine? They probably you know what they probably do. They have him go downstairs into the basement, and they probably chain him up so he doesn't get out. I was thinking like there were like wigs, long haired wigs hanging all over the walls. I don't know. I, I, I can just picture it as it being like a dungeon down there. And I, I see like torches on hanging on the walls just for there to be a little glimmer of light. But yeah, well, I don't, I don't know why. Cause he sure as hell doesn't offer a glimmer of hope. There is no hope in Joe Biden. Uh, there is absolutely none. And uh, you know, as things continue to come out, it, and we'll get into it a little bit later, but it, it's getting to be very apparent that this administration knew the shit show that is that was going to be occurring, which is now occurring uh, way ahead of time in advance. But uh, as usual, this administration does nothing. And it kind of makes you wonder if this was all done on purpose. I'm starting to feel that. But uh, anyways, <laughs> oh, what happened? Oh, oh, I was just looking in the comments. BP saying Joe Biden has bottles of Ovaltine instead of whiskey in his man cave. Oh, God. And Geritol. Yeah, he needs more than Geritol. I, I have a few things I could give him, but I don't know if you know they would allow him to drink it. Um, Dark Bear says, how much more damage will they be allowed to do? I have no idea. You know, everyone's saying, oh, the, the Taliban are being such nice people. They're not, they're not hurting any Americans. Are you going to buy that? I'm not. I mean. That I mean, we know of. Well, you know, just wait. I guarantee you, you know, the, the uh, internets, they'll be having pictures of things that are occurring over there. I'm sure. I guarantee you. As, you know, the Taliban, uh, you know, the, ta- the leader of the Taliban I hear is on Twitter still. Is, is that correct? Is, can anybody confirm that? Uh, I don't follow him, so I couldn't tell you. And I don't have social media. Um, uh, that, that is true because um, I've seen um, stories about it. Oh, that's fabulous. So Jack Dorsey is a supporter of terrorists, but uh, hey, former president of the United States on Twitter, right? Right. Um, but Why but, not? They consider him a terrorist. Uh, f- funny, I was watching a Mark Dice video the other day, and when Mark Dice flashed an image of Jack Dorsey, um, um, he, he made the, the joke that um, he looks like he's got like, like the beard that you would, you would see on Taliban soldiers. But I don't know if that was supposed to be a crude joke or not. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, yeah according to uh, the left, uh, you know, they, they feel that uh, Donald Trump is a terrorist, you know, trying to ignite uh, it's a double standard. You know, the United to uh, go ahead and go to the uh, Capitol building and cause a riot and take over the government. Um, but I guess it's OK to uh, support foreign terrorism. That's what they're doing. And uh, Jack Dorsey should be ashamed of himself. Anyways. Not that well, they care. I mean, he's a he's a rich guy, so they get away with anything most of the time. Yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I I wouldn't either. I really wouldn't. But uh, in, in light of what's going on over there, and uh, kind of like I had uh, mentioned a few days ago, Fox News is reporting that uh, China's eyeing gra- power grab off of chaotic U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, as you well know, 
all of the countries around the world are looking at what's going on over in Afghanistan, and they're just laughing their asses off. Basically, they know that the United States, they're powerless. They're a bunch, uh, you know, our, our government uh, pretty much has no cojones. Uh, and uh, anyways, in uh, this report, it says top foreign policy experts warned Wednesday that China is looking to profit from what critics are calling the U.S.'s disorganized and inept withdrawal from Afghanistan. They said, quote, an opportunity to further their bid to destabilize U.S. alliances, not just in the Indo-Pacific, but in the Middle East. And that's uh, Eric Brown, a senior fellow, fellow specializing in Asian and Middle East affairs at the Hudson Institute, told Fox News. Quote, to further, to further, that, uh, further to that, I think they're also going to use the perception of American unreliability, thanks to the messy and disgraceful withdrawal, to press its influence. It's going to make uh, going to try and take advantage of this situation. Uh, referring to the People's Republic of China. Anyways, uh, the Global Times, a hawkish tabloid supported by the Chinese Communist Party, called the coup a quote U.S. humiliation and claimed it showed that the U.S. cannot win a war anymore. And uh, earlier this afternoon, I, I understood that uh, the Taliban overtaken uh, a what was it a, a Tom a a Blackhawk helicopter? So they're in possession of that now. So they, they pretty much, like we said yesterday, they have all the weapons and stuff like that. And good old Joe, he's just uh, finding his way over uh, to Delaware. And uh, Are you going to speak about the UK boots on the ground over there? The if UK, not, I got Yeah, go, yeah, go, go I, ahead. Well, I read, I read something today where um, they were questioning the American authorities or leaders or whatever you want to call them bumbling idiots why is it the uk army is out going into kabul and the rural areas and getting their people and bringing them to the airport to evacuate them when the u.s won't leave the airport and after they fumbled through a bunch of excuses one of the excuses was uh well the u.s military is securing the airport so that people can get to us for evacuation all right well fine but the people are not our people though that are getting to us for evacuation they're getting turned away they're going, there was two stories on the thing I was listening to. I was also listening and reading about it. Um, people, American citizens went down, they have the papers and everything that would allow them to get on and, and be evacuated, but they waited in line for hours and hours and hours to get to this small little gate where they would have been able to, to get through, turn around, went back home, came back the next day and was met with the same thing. They've never even gotten the opportunity to present their papers to prove that they are eligible for evacuation as U.S. citizens. Unbelievable! That's a disgrace. Yeah, and they can't get to our people. Yeah, I did pull a, pull the story up, and uh, basically, uh, like you're saying, uh, at a press briefing, uh, Fox News Jennifer Griffin said General Taylor, British paratroopers are leaving the airport, going into Kabul to rescue and evacuate some of their citizens who are trapped and can't get to the airport because of the Taliban. Why isn't the United States doing that? And his response was, at this time, our main mission continues to secure HKIA, which is the Hamid Karzai International Airport, to allow those American citizens and other civs to come in and be processed at the airfield. To come in. So yeah, American yeah. citizen run through the battlefield. I know it's not technically a battlefield, but you don't want to be an American running around with Taliban's with guns. Come to the airport and we'll take care of it after that. Right. Why, why are you making Americans get to the airport? Why aren't you just going in and saving their asses? Exactly. I mean, to me, what's going on in Afghanistan, it's wartime situation. If, if it were Trump in charge right now, 
I have a feeling he would be sending thousands of troops over there to go kick some fucking ass and get our, our Americans back. You know, slightly, when you move from a house, you don't leave with the U-Haul until it's packed first. And that's kind of what he did in Afghanistan. He took the U-Haul away and forgot to put everybody in it. Yeah. Right. And now he's not going back to, to fill it. Well, don't you think that if he would have, uh, you know, abided by what Trump negotiated with the Taliban and made sure that all of the Americans and all the troops were out of there by May 31st or whatever the date was in May? Oh, well, Trump had a contingency plan. Trump had a contingency plan to evacuate all the Americans and, and the people in Afghanistan when they started the withdrawal. Biden got rid of it back in June, knowing that he was pulling the troops out. So it really looks like a setup when you start looking at the, the timeline of the way things happen. He knew when he was pulling them out. He goes back to June and gets rid of the the um, plan that Trump had to get everybody out. So, And I don't know what it was or why they couldn't just open that book up and execute it. But evidently, whatever it was, it like completely annihilated it to where it's not even functional now. Well, whatever it is, uh, like I said, if there is any American that is left there and, it, or, and is or harmed in any way, it's, it's blood all over Joe Biden. I mean, this is like a thousand times as bad as what Hillary Clinton did back in when she was Secretary of State. Well, count the lives involved. I mean, how many lives were involved with Hillary at, at Benghazi versus how many lives are involved in Afghanistan? I, I forgot how many. I think there was like 15,000, they said, Americans that still need to get out of Afghanistan. I didn't know we had that many over there that were non-combatant personnel. Well, you know what's funny is that uh, that same general was asked how many Americans are over there, and he said, "I don't know." <laughs> if you're the head guy, isn't that kind of some of the statistics and details you would think you have? And also to go along with that, where are all those people that are over there? I don't know. I mean, where? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now you sound like the damn general. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Well, the uh, the inter the uh, internal State Department cable uh, that warned Blinken of pending Afghanistan is starting to be become exposed. Uh, this is from Fox News. A confidential internet, uh, excuse me, internal State Department cable was sent to Secretary Secretary of State Blinken last month, warning about the potential collapse of Afghanistan following the full withdrawal of U.S. forces by August thirty first. Uh, roughly two dozen officials stationed at the U.S. Embassy in Kabul State uh, sent a memo through the department's confidential distant channel to alert Blinken, along with another top State Department official, that the Taliban was well positioned to take over the nation. Uh, that's the Wall Street. That's what uh, the Wall Street Journal first reported. The cable, dated July 13th, additionally suggested uh, provided suggestions on what should be done to counter the threat from the insurgent group and speed up the evacuation process. Among the recommendations made to the department was suggestion to use, quote, tougher language when describing the atrocities that the Taliban had already committed. The sort of familiar with the cable defended the secretary's actions it and said uh, it, quote, was immediately brought to the secretary's attention, and he personally approved the response, sources told the, uh, Fox News. Quote, we appreciated the thoughts of the drafters, which reflected much of the thinking at the department and throughout the interagency. For example, the cable coincided with our launch of Operation Allies Refuge, the effort to bring CIV applicants to the United States, the source said. 
We have consistently encouraged constructive use of, cha- of the channel, which was and which this was, and we conveyed that sentiment in our response. Okay, but you still allowed the shit to happen that's going on now. Hey, it sounded good. It did at the time. But I mean, if they, they knew back in July that the Taliban was going to take yeah. the entire country over. This is a month ago, and they did it within days. Slightly, the Taliban were like the horses at the gate in the Kentucky Derby. They knew oh. the date we were coming out, and man, when those gates open, did they ever just flood it? I mean, they okay. look how quick. Okay, I, I got it. But I mean, if you know in July, and if you're the head, if you're the quote-unquote leader, the, the person that quote-unquote was elected by the people of the United States. The commander in queef. something like that wouldn't you do whatever the hell it was to make sure that your citizens got the hell out of there you would think but no what has joe biden been worried about for the past 30 days spending trillions of fucking taxpayer dollars instead that's all they care about is spend 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 ah people are gonna die no big deal we still gotta collect some tax dollars We'll bring some illegal immigrants in so they can get to work and we'll collect our tax dollars from them. Well, I hate to even think that they may go to the point where, and I haven't read this anywhere, where they tell the Taliban, we'll give you $10,000 for every unharmed American you bring to us at the airport. It's going to happen. Just I, like I hope not. Oh, I guarantee it. I, I will. You know what? If, if it doesn't happen, I'll, I'll go on hiatus for a week. Like a win-win situation right there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the downside is for you. Right. But no, I mean, it, it, it's why, why not? I mean, they, they, hell, they have our weapons. They have a helicopter of ours. They can do whatever the hell they want, to be honest with you. What, what is, what is Joe Biden? If they were to, um, and God forbid that they harm any Americans or anything like that, but if they were to, what the hell is Joe Biden going to do about it? Well, he's just going to put his tail between his legs and, and stay in Delaware. This seems like with all the technology we have, that there would be some kind of a kill switch on any and all U.S. military equipment so that if it did fall into the wrong hands, you could somehow, whether it's blowing up, burning up or whatever, destroy it, number one, where it's inoperable, and number two, where the technology can't be taken. That would be nice. That would, uh, yeah, I, I would like that. And not to mention, like, any um, um, sensitive information and, and secrets pertaining to national security. Well, that's all back at the embassy. That's what they were burning, shredding, and getting rid of before they evacuated. I'm talking about the okay. actual equipment itself. But, yeah, the secrets are important. But, I mean, you just turned uh-huh. around and gave a band of desert people who only had AK-47s and some maybe some rocket launchers. Now they've got assault aircraft. They have reinforced Humvees, they have, um, I think uh-huh. they have some jets too. I mean, you just set up another army. Oh, yeah. And, and how, 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 what are you going to do about it? And that's, you know, what, what would Joe do about it? It's obviously, it's obvious and apparent. Yeah. He's not too concerned about all the Americans over there right now. And I think that's what the Taliban's saying to Joe too, is what are you going to do about it? Right. I mean, it's it's apparent that he's not willing to send troops over there to go kick some ass and try to uh, at least rescue our our personnel and our you know weapons and our aircrafts. Maybe we just tell Pelosi that they have a big, huge ice cream factory and he'll 
she'll push him to send people over to save it. I don't know. <laughs> well, that sounds awesome. Yes, I don't know slightly. Let, let her know there's ice cream and it's melting in the desert. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> go over there and eat it up. It has to be saved immediately. And, and take Kamala Harris with you, too. Please do. She, hey, Kamala, sounds like camel. Camels are over there. Yeah, why not? Kamala, yeah, Kamala. Yeah, exactly. Now, speaking of Kamala, uh, the Washington Examiner is saying that Harris's approval is sinking further, but uh, most of people say that she'll replace Joe Biden. Vice President Kamala Harris is not viewed as, a, as qualified to be president by a majority of people, but they still expect her to replace Joe Biden before his term ends. In the latest survey charting her fall in popularity, Rasmussen reports said that just 43% believe that she's qualified to run the nation versus 55% who do not believe that she is qualified. Of that, 47% of likely voters said she's not qualified, not at all qualified. Well, neither one of them are qualified. I mean, one yeah. can't even put together a fucking sentence in the English language. <laughs> and uh, the other one, my God, you thought Joe Biden was nowhere to be seen. Where the hell is Kamala? I haven't seen her in weeks. She's in Vietnam. You didn't see? No. What the hell is yeah. she doing over there? Getting out of the kitchen. The heat's too hot, man. She's oh, oh, yes. Vietnam. Unbelievable. Hey, the good thing is it says they're sinking. A ship can only sink until it hits the bottom. They're pretty damn close. <sighs> yeah, but can you imagine? Uh, it looks like the Titanic just wrecked the iceberg. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um and speaking of like ice cream melting i think estelle harris actress and comedian has something to say about that you got that right tracy gold there you go right. i think that means ice cream is melting but it was actually her tupperware container with macaroni and cheese oh uh, yeah i haven't had macaroni and cheese in a while I looked at the chat. I thought it said Jason Alexander. I was like, well, the same field guy. Um, James Alexander. We we haven't seen him on Podbean a while, but it's good to see him again. Welcome to the show there, Mr. James Alexander. Anyways, I cringe at the day that Joe Biden, well, I don't know. I mean, what the hell's the difference if Joe Biden's the president or Kamala Harris is the uh, fucking president? Because no matter what, they're all being pushed by wackos like AOC and the the Green, uh, Green New Deal folks. So does it really you, matter which one is our president? Could you imagine having to listen to Kamala do press conferences? Oh, my God. Well, I will say this. She does have more balls than Joe Biden. Oh, I agree. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll say. Uh, I, I believe that 100%. And she is from California, so who knows what she identifies as either. So. Is she? I thought she was from some other place originally. No, she's from California. She uh, came up through the ranks uh, with, uh, hmm. with uh, Mr. Brown and... You know, you know how the story goes. We've we've gone over that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of California, California gubernatorial candidate Larry Elder is kind of under attack uh, because apparently he said he's being alleged of saying that employers should be able to ask women if and when they plan to get pregnant. <laughs> Conservative uh, talk show host Larry Elder, uh, the front runner in the California's governor, go- governor, yeah. Governor race doubled down on he made defending employers asking women if they if and when they plan to get pregnant. Elder is running in the recall election to unseat Democrat Governor Newsom, expressed his views on the subject in a 2002 book, Showdown, confronting bias, lies and special interests that divide America. In the book, Elder wrote, quote, 
are there legitimate business reasons for a venture capitalist to ask a female entrepreneur whether and when she intends to have children? Hell yes. And uh, he compared it to a sports team forbidding its players for, from taking part in, quote, hazardous conduct not related to their sport, which if you're not aware, uh, you know, professional sports athletes have it in their contract that, for example, they are not allowed to go dirt bike racing. Yep. And, uh, you know, such Roethlisberger. And uh, so he's basically comparing it to that. And he also suggested that women who have kids aren't, quote, committed to work. Said, that, uh, I don't know. What do, what do you guys think? I mean, do employers have a right to ask uh, women if and when they plan on being, becoming pregnant? The last comment I don't agree with as far as they're not committed to work, but I can get the side about asking them when they plan because as an employer, you're going to hire somebody for a position. You're going to go through the training of them. Mm-hmm. It can be very detrimental to you and your business when they leave. And it also, keep in mind, you, you hired them to fill a slot because you had a slot to fill. Now they're gone. There's an empty slot again. So you have other people that have to step up and do her job while she's out. So, I mean, it's a touchy subject, but I think in some situations, I think it's okay to ask. Hey, boo me if you want, but. Well, no, I, I think, I think it's a, well, I think it's a legitimate question. I mean, especially if it's a, a small family, you know, run business. I mean, one person could be detrimental to a business, especially if it's, you know, a small mom and pop type store. Yeah, that's why I say depending on what the position is. What about you, Eric? What do you think? Do you, well, I, I know like in, in situations like this, but if it went to like a bigger business or say um, like a setting like a, a hospital or a doctor's office or a, a school classroom, um, they, they would have to hire like a um, like temporary employment to to somebody who would be substituting for like six to eight weeks, you know, give, give or take, you know, depending on the state where you know, depending on like the length of like maternity leave. And then, but when the, when the person comes back from their maternity leave, then the person who was there briefly filling in, you know, finds themselves either, you know, moving into a new position or out of a job. Yeah. And uh, I think so far the, the comment in chat of the day so far is uh, in in terms of uh, if we're going to ask women if and when they're going to get pregnant, uh, Honeybee says, then, if that's the case, I'm going to start asking if you're going to jerk off before work or not, because you might be too tired during the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's why they, Honeybee, that's why they get half hour breaks. Well, <laughs> if they do that before work, do they get six weeks off? I don't know. Do you get, the, <laughs> do you, do you get FMLA for that? <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, well, there's also, well, family medical leave may not only apply to, you know, mothers that go on maternity leave, but, but like if you have like a, a family member who is, say, like terminally ill with a, a disease that could kill them or, if, or they've been in a car accident and, but we don't know the likelihood whether they would recover or not. But I'm not saying they shouldn't get maternity leave. No, I, I agree with maternity leave. I mean, like, but, and, and I think, I think him coming in and asking the, the females if they plan is kind of like, it's not one of those things where it's like a mandatory, Hey, you need to tell me like, you better tell me or else. I think it's one yeah. of those questions of, Hey, you know, are you, do you have any plans in uh, having a baby anytime soon? You know, like in a casual conversation, like a question like that. I don't have, I don't see, I don't have a problem with that. Right. If they say right. no and then they end up getting pregnant, well, things happen. I mean, right. I think it's more of a, a common courtesy to be, more I, than I think, I think people looked at it the wrong way when I said it. But oh well, 
It's America. <laughs> That's okay. Right. Um, the other thing that, uh, and the you know, on, on this exact topic, I think it's a far reach. I mean, just because back in 2002, he made this statement in a in a book. I mean, you're trying to disqualify the guy as a governor. I think that's a far reach. The other far reach that's happening right now is uh, the former San Diego City Mayor Kevin Faulkner uh, has reached out to Larry Elder's uh, previous girlfriend. I think I don't think it was his ex-wife, but previous girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, by the way. And, uh, she used to be oh how should I put it? A call girl. <laughs> And she's uh, she's coming out, even though she has signed an NDA with Larry Elder, uh, basically not to come out and say a damn thing. She's coming out and saying that one night while she was in bed, Larry Elder was playing with his revolver. Now, she's not saying any, not coming out saying that oh, Larry, you know, pointed the gun at me or anything else like that. All all she's all they all Faulkner is trying to rely on is that she's saying that he was playing with his revolver. I mean, come on, Kevin Faulkner. Have you sunk that low? You have to go. Well, you think that the, the ex-girlfriend's going to say positive shit about Larry Elder regardless? I mean, and this is coming from a call girl, uh, you know, former, you know, I don't know if she's still a call girl or not. But I mean, if it would be a different situation, in my opinion, if she's coming out and saying, oh, my God, he threatened my life uh, one time when we were arguing. But no. All she's coming out and saying is that he played with a revolver while she was in bed. I don't know. Could uh, <laughs> Mr. T says maybe the revolver could mean something else? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Good question, indeed. How big is that revolver, there, Mr. Elder? Are you? Uh, anyways, we're going to take our first break of the night. I appreciate you joining us on a Thursday. We'll be right back right after this. You've been listening to the Slightly Serious Podcast. If you haven't laughed, been offended, or engaged, then turn up the damn volume. Be sure to follow and catch us weeknights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Anyways, uh, you know, just to uh, let everybody know, the, uh, the California Republican Party they have not. Uh, they have officially not endorsed one particular candidate at all in this race, and uh, I have a feeling I I understand why. They just all they care about is that there's a yes vote on recall this September 14th. So we'll keep a close eye on what's going on down there. Um, first, uh, this was sent to me, and I really enjoyed. I got two. I t- got two fabulous pictures this afternoon. And I had to share them. The first one, for those of you on DLive, you uh, are seeing it on your screen right now. And uh, Pert, can can you uh, actually, it looks like, I don't know if this is the Dark Bear, but uh, Dark Bear, are you in in chat still? I'm not sure if he's actually the one that uh, sent this. Uh, But anyway. He did. Okay, he did. So uh, Dark Bear posted this, I believe, on Twitter, Twitter, or something like that. Anyways, it's a photograph of, uh, you know, what looks to be like someone. And if you don't know what the hell Pornhub is, you're probably down in a basement with Joe Biden. Anyways, it has a photograph of uh, President Joe Biden. And it's got uh, members of the Taliban with, uh, I don't know, what is that, like a missile or something like that? And it's got it's a, a surface-to-air rocket. Surface-to-air rocket. And it also has uh, one of those uh, choppers in the air. 
And, uh, you know, in, in the background is uh, Afghanistan. And below it, the photo, there's a caption. The caption is, man pulls out too quick and makes a huge mess. <laughs> that sounds about right. Right, exactly. I mean, uh, if the what is it uh, like they said in the OJ trial? If the uh, if the glove fits, if, if, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Johnny Cochran said that. That he did. Oh, that's that's nothing to look at. So, anyways, thanks. Uh, I appreciate uh, you putting that out there, Dark Bear. That was fantastic. And uh, I will have to say though, the one that took the cake this evening or this afternoon. Has to be the one I received from Honeybee. And I don't know if you've uh, eaten soup lately. You know, uh, what is it? Is it Campbell's that has Chef Boyardee or what? what, what? Chef yes. Boyardee has Chef Boyardee. Oh, Campbell's owns them now? I yes, I believe. Anyways, if you know who the hell Chef Boyardee is, Honeybee sent me this fantastic <laughs> little food. Uh, I like that. Right? Anyways, it has uh, the picture of where Chef Boyardee would be, right? But instead, it's Joe Biden's face. And instead of the logo saying Chef Boyardee, it says, Chef Boy, are we fucked? <laughs> I like seeing him better in a chef's hat than I do in his suit as a president. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or wearing the clown suit. So thank you. Uh, thank you very much for getting those over to us, so. especially when you are stressed out as much as I am every single day of the week. It's, it's really, really a relief to see something and have a nice laugh. So thank you for that. Anywho, moving on. What else we got? I haven't read this, but I am interested in uh, reading it to you. It has to do with cannabis and COVID connection. And uh, this is from. That's the- a story I sent to you. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, from Bazinga, apparently. What we know and what we don't know. As the world continues to contend with COVID-19, much about the virus remains uncertain, including its interactions with cannabis. In the early months of the pandemic, various studies linked pot to both adverse and beneficial results. The trend continues today with little conclusive, conclusively known about the cannabis-COVID medical connection, if indeed there is one. That said, it is much clearer to see that the pandemic created a significant beneficial impact on the marketplace. Almost all conclusions require additional data. Several physicians and researchers tell Bazinga that little has been concluded regarding any cannabis COVID connections, beneficial or adverse. Well, if that's the case, I don't even feel like reading the entire rest of the article. (laughs) But anyways, uh, Dr. Ahmad is a professor of psychiatry at NYU Grossman School of Medicine, where where he serves as the unit chief of the inpatient unit at Bellevue Hospital. He said that, quote, unfortunately, not a lot is certain at this time. Uh, Dr. Mullanes, a California-based cannabis physician of telehealth platform Healy, stated, one thing we know conclusively is cannabis cannot cure COVID-19. Wow. Shocking statements from (laughs) from health officials, isn't it? Uh, Despite his assertions, uh, cannabis uh, entrepreneurs like retired NFL player Kyle Turley have claimed CBD can cure COVID-19. In late March 2020, the FDA warned Turley about making such claims. Milanis uh, pointed out that cannabis use increased dur- during the pandemic. He noted that noted a Ma- Margaret Van Leer at all study that saw 41.3% of respondents saying 
their cannabis use increased during the lockdown. Well, no shit, it increased. I mean, people got free money from the government. What better way to do with it than go, uh, you know, it's not like they're going to save it and put it in their savings account or pay for their rent. They're all there. They're supposed to do. They're they're law-abiding citizens. Oh, they're out there blowing it on weed. They're out there blowing it on PlayStation 5s, Xbox uh, Series Xs. Why, why, would they, why would they spend it on rent? Anyways, I don't know. So anyways, bottom line, uh, they don't know a damn thing that, that about any connection between COVID, <laughs> COVID and cannabis. Well, if anything, but, it would uh, help spread it because that's what they're saying about cigarette smoke is because it stays in the vapors longer. The uh, virus does, so it spreads it easier. So it'd be the same way with cannabis when you're smoking it. I don't know. Apparently, we have uh, breaking news coming up. Yeah, I need to talk. Welcome, Jeremy. Jeremy, welcome to the show, my friend. I hear you have uh, some breaking news uh, that something's about to happen. Yeah, Joe Biden's about to try to airstrike the uh, Taliban, the ones that actually have possession of the weapons. That's being discussed right now in Washington. It was broke by breaking 911 news on Twitter. Really? I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, be, I'm surprised at that. I mean, I'm surprised he's just not giving them millions upon millions of dollars to, to negotiate instead. I mean, you know, our country, when uh, the Democrats were in office last time, decided to give uh, billions of dollars over to Iran. So why not? Are you surprised they're not doing the same thing with uh, the Taliban? Uh, I mean, it does. I don't think it really matters. I don't think they're going to give it to them. I think, it, I don't think they're going to airstrike them in the end. What I think is going to happen is I think that they're just going to wind up giving in to them, and uh, they're hoping it'll go away. And uh, China's going to wind up with every one of those weapons. But you know what? The bigger story out of Tal- out of uh, Afghanistan is right. What's that? You know, Biden's pushing for electric cars by twenty thirty. Yes. You know, we just, you know how Saudi Arabia is known for its oil, right? Yes. You know that we just left the Saudi Arabia of lithium mines? We left? Like, yeah. Them? Yeah, when we left Afghanistan, we left all that lithium over there. Hmm. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't shock me. And China's already negotiating. Yeah, uh, I think the resources. I- China, you said China's negotiating with them for the resources there? China's already negotiating with the Taliban for the resources. No, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, uh, the, Taliban, the Taliban and China will become great friends, I'm sure. They're going to, they're going to, what they're going to do is they're going to buy it pennies on the dollar and then they're going to turn around and they're going to sell it to the United States for, ah, God, man, thousands oh. upon thousands of dollars of, However, I mean, I don't even know how you sell lithium. I mean, is it by the pound? Is it by the ounce? I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. Why, why don't we just go in there and just fucking destroy all of the Taliban people? That's my question. I mean, Democrats in office. I mean, it's, we're bound to be in war, at war again. I mean, it's only a matter of time. Maybe this is the start of a new war. Uh, you know, a new war, I guess you could say. I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't. I, don't, I think he pulled out so quick. I, I think the honest reason why he pulled out so quick was because he was wanting to celebrate September the 11th, trying to act like a big hero because he needs a political win because he's just, I think they were genu- genuinely trying to get a political win and it 
uh, all just backfired in their face. That could be, but I mean, it's kind of difficult in my opinion, knowing that there were, you know, cables sent back to the United States saying, Hey, you need to get these fucking people out of here because shit's about to hit the fan. And he takes no action. All he's concerned about is his Democrats passing trillion dollar bills. Are you surprised though? This is the party of Benghazi. <sighs> Sick. Just it's Benghazi all over again. I mean, they, they, it happened in Saigon. It happened in Benghazi. And now it's happened in Kabul and Afghanistan. The Democrat, we don't put our, and, and I know people get pissed off when I say stuff like this, but it's true. When is our military, when's the last war we fought where we put our military in a position to win? Um, Gulf. The Gulf War. The Gulf War. Yeah, the Gulf War would be one. Who was the president? Uh, that would have been Reagan or George H. W. Bush. When we when we uh, when we fought ISIS not too long ago, we fought ISIS what two years ago, Obama. three years ago? Trump. Trump. All right. What 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 was the what what happened there? As far as how did Trump defeat ISIS? How did he just kill them all out to where they were nothing? He did just that. Exactly. He said he did what he said he was going to do on the campaign trail. He said, I'm going to bomb. He said, I'm going to bomb them. Yep. He was the mother of all bombs against him. It, it was like he wow. you, like it was just it, it was like I, I, I've done some research into that. And they said that when he dropped that bomb, that almost like they said it was all like it's like it's not that f much different than a nuclear explosion when they dropped that. Oh, they were testing that in the Florida panhandle. And I think it was Eglin Air Force Base, and you could feel it miles and miles and miles away when they were testing it. But it was just like was know, there. when Trump was in office, he had negotiated the deal with the Taliban that all, everybody would be out on that date in May. And he basically told them, hey, if you fuck around with anybody, we'll come over there and kill you all. And you didn't hear a fucking peep out of any of the Taliban. He had he had a deal with the Taliban to pay. The Taliban was going to pay the United States twenty five million dollars for that one point three billion dollar building. That I don't know how that. You tell me how a building costs one point three billion dollars to build. Well, it it costs that much if you put the rest in cash inside of it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but Trump could say that because he had credibility. You know, he had street cred. Right. With the. Uh, where Biden doesn't. Mm -hmm. Biden's like, hey, Biden's like the kid in his basement that tries to stand up to the bully. Well, yeah, I mean, every leader around the world ha had respect for President Trump. You think any fucking leader has an ounce of respect or dignity towards Joe Biden? Nope. They're like, what are you going to do, old man? Uh, they're basically just giving Biden the big middle fingers what it is. They're kind of like, like, fuck you, Biden. We don't have to listen to you. Yeah, but Popcorn, he was a real bad dude on the west side of town, and he had hairy legs. And <laughs> and, and sniffing children. Yeah, he's a great I one. took a chain, and I beat Popcorn with that chain. And Popcorn was black, but nobody paid attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, when Trump was there, he made him tremble. Chris Unplugged says the GBU 43-4-B Massive Ordnance Air Blast is a large-yield bomb developed for the United States military by Albert Weimart Jr., one of the Air Force Research Laboratory, 
At the time of development, it was said to be the most powerful non-nuclear weapon in the in American arsenal. Uh, used once, one time operational use on 13th of April 2017, a MOAB was dropped on an ISIS Khorasan uh, cave complex in Achen District. I can't even pronounce Nangar. Nangahar. Nangahar province. Nangahar. It was uh, the first operational use of the bomb. Um, all I know is shit's a mess over there. Joe Biden is not a leader, and he's the laughingstock of the world right now. And, uh, you know, just as he is, so becomes our country. And that's uh, not a good feeling, in my opinion. So, but then again, what do you have to look forward to after uh, Joe Biden is gone? So, I want to call the White House and ask, can I talk to Joe Biden? <laughs> that, that's an awesome idea. Because I, I still I'm, remember. I may do that. I may just call the White House and say, can I talk to him? Good luck with that. Yeah, they'll probably tell you they can't <laughs> find him and they're serious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in case they missed that um, podcast episode of yours, Jeremy, from November when you called Nancy Pelosi and ripped her a new asshole. I, it's still available for download. <laughs> yeah, we did that. We tried to call Mitch too, but Mitch's uh, inbox was surprisingly full. Um, Mitch is playing hard to get as always. Prescott Bob says, tell him uh, when you call uh, for Joe Biden, tell him it's corn pop. Yeah, it was Maybe corn pop. Sorry, it was <laughs> yes. corn pop. Where's corn? It was corn pop. Yeah, corn pop. Yeah. Corn, corn pop was a pimp. He was living on the west side. He was a real bad dude, and he ran around with a bunch of bit real bad dudes, and they all had all the hoes and nappy-headed hoes. I mean, wait a minute, Kamala, I'm not talking about you. Well, that, that's that's the way he told the story, people. I'm not now, lying to you. Now, nappy-headed hoes got Don Don. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Trump. Don King. Don King. No, Don Don, uh, Don, Don Imus. Yeah, Don Imus. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I thought you were talking about Don King, but Don Imus. Don King would be allowed to say that, probably. Don Don King said the N word, and uh, it's like when he was uh when he was uh there with Trump in a in a church, he said the N word, and Trump laughed about it, and the the CNN went crazy about that for like three days because Trump laughed. But, but don't call a rock the N word because they spend all the money to excavate it and get rid of it. Did you see that? No. Yeah. University, <laughs> oh, I didn't know about that. University in Carolina, there was this huge boulder they referred to as the N boulder, and really? yeah, throughout history. So just because it was called that. They removed the boulder. Oh, my God, dude. They, they don't even want to know what they call these little chocolate candies in the South. Like chocolate. the older people. Oh, Yeah, I can't say it, but I'm yeah. telling you, it's not, a, it's not a nice word. It's not a nice term. Well, I, I have one for you. Uh, one of my next stories I, I have, and uh, this was shocking to me. I think, Pert, you uh, sent this to me. Uh, Fox News is reporting that a New York shop owner who called the cops on BLM quote-unquote protesters, is ordered to pay $4,500. Can you believe that shit? Yeah, but listen as to why. All right. So a former ice cream shop owner in upstate New York was accused of calling police and falsely claiming to be threatened by nonviolent Black Lives Matter protesters last year was ordered to pay them a total of $4,500 for violating their civil rights. So are you telling me that uh, you know because uh, you're violating their civil rights? Because let's be honest, folks, the Black Lives Matter protesters uh, were not are not peaceful protesters. I mean, you saw what they've done over the past year and a half in the streets of our country. They violated tons of civil rights, and ain't nothing happened to them. 
you want to hear something? You want to hear something that happened just not too long ago in my hometown right here? What happened? Hurt we drove through. Yeah, you did. You you drove through. <laughs> That's uh, history. That's news. Um, a guy I know called me one day, and this was like maybe a week and a half ago. So he calls me and he goes, hey, my wife's crazy uncle is down here and he's inside my house and he's got a knife and he's threatening to kill me. What do I do? I said, you call the police. And he sits there and he goes, okay, I've already called them. They're still not here. I said, get your gun and blow his head off. I mean, you do something, but don't yeah. let him don't let him kill you in your own house, you know. But so he, he calls the police. This dude's got warrants out of out of Huntsville, Alabama for domestic domestic violence and assault with a deadly weapon. Huntsville police wants him. When the police arrive, they threaten the homeowner with arrest for disturbing the peace, for calling the police, and went and asked the guy who had the knife, who was in a home that he didn't own, if he wanted to press charges Against the guy who called the police for him having a knife in his home threatening to kill him. Wow. You got to be kidding. It's a 100% true story. I think he um, got it tripped over the ottoman and shot them all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, oops. Yeah. Sorry, guys. That's ridiculous. So this ice cream shop owner is going to have to pay nine individuals that he, quote unquote, violated their civil rights $500 a piece. Well, what about uh, all the business owners who these fucking thugs burnt down their buildings and destroyed their businesses? Where's the uh, where, where where's the uh, fines for them? Oh, that wasn't violating anybody's civil rights. It was just a peaceful protest. Oh yeah, hey. a protest. That you know what I mean? I mean, if if you're gonna call that a peaceful protest, then uh, you know, uh, as a business owner, if someone's uh, coming down to destroy my business. Uh, you might as well call a gunshot that goes from my gun to the to the protester just a peaceful shot in the arm. There you go. Yeah. No, that's COVID shot. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, oh hey, my! Jeremy, God. I got a question before you leave, so don't hang up. Mm. Better get your guns, folks. That's what Honeybee has to say. What's the question you have for uh, Mr. Jeremy? By the way, I, just, I I checked out Jeremy's web page just a few days back. You know how many times the word Jeremy is on the front of his webpage? Just in the bio? Oh, <laughs> no telling. Oh, I saw that. Did you actually count? Yes, 15. Because I started reading them like, my Lord. I didn't write it. This in here? Who, who wrote that? Because Jeremy likes to this. Jeremy does this. Is that Jeremy, about page still up? Yes. <laughs> see, because I told, him to, I told him to take the about page down because I didn't like it. Because, see, I haven't been on there. I haven't done anything with it until I put that COVID-19 tracker on there. It was funny. Jeremy is a conservative. Jeremy, yeah. when he's not doing this, Jeremy does that. And Jeremy yeah. was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I read it myself, and I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> I said, I got a poke at, poke at Cummings when he's on about that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't write that, but I didn't like it either. So I told him to take it down. I don't know if it's even still up, but I wanted the COVID-19 tracker up. Because my COVID-19 tracker, by the way, slightly, I got to tell you about that. You can get that for your website, too. You have um, it on on your phone? Oh, on your website. What? Never mind. Go ahead. On the website, there's a COVID-19 tracker. You can click COVID-19, and it, yeah. and it, gives, you, it gives you the amount of cases that have been reported, right? 
Okay. But this COVID-19 tracker is unlike any any other tracker the media's got out. It gives you the cases that are, have been recovered. Yeah, oh. you don't see that. Did you know Google Maps does that now? That's not cool. not the recovered, but the COVID tracker tells you how many cases per hundred thousand in certain areas. But I think I think it's really important that we know uh, how many have recovered. That's yeah. that's you know. Um, Eric asked uh, uh, Chris unplugged, saying, uh, "Is that like a Santa tracker?" <laughs> no, no. He has a Santa tracker, and it's never right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, 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 it's funny that I call in tonight because I'm genuinely scared. Like, I, I, I'm scared and I don't know what to do. What are you scared about? Tomorrow, I'm scheduled to take my second <laughs> dose of the Moderna vaccine. Oh. oh. Um, and, and then don't forget to schedule out eight months for your next uh, booster shot because that's not, just every eight months. Every eight months, you have to get a booster shot now. That's stupid. I mean, that's... <laughs> don't leave the needle in, Cummings. You go in, they just hook you up again. You know, you know that's crazy, though, that, that... I don't know if you saw that story that I ran the other day about Fauci getting pissed because they uh, independent studies are showing that the Moderna vaccine is way more effective against COVID than the Pfizer vaccine. Like, it's got way less. Like, it's a high percentage less that these that this university did. It was on Fox News. Um, it, it, this university went out and did a study of these breakthrough infections, and the Moderna vaccine was like a couple hundred cases, and they studied thousands upon thousands. And the Pfizer vaccine had several thousand breakthrough infections, and Fauci was like, uh, "No, uh, we can't trust that science. Uh, we, we, you know, because he is science, apparently." But he. I saw uh, that. Yeah, he got pissed about that. He was really pissed. Because it didn't come out of his mouth. That's why. Yeah. They were, they, were tell, they were basically telling people in there, if you're going to take one of these shots, you might want to take, you know, Moderna. And I, I, I almost, I almost, I didn't, I haven't had time to do it, but I wanted to, you know, because anybody who's a government official, you have access, whether people know this or not, you, you have access to know what stocks they buy. Well, yeah, well, I, I mentioned that yesterday that uh, people that have uh, some spare cash laying around, uh, I strongly suggest, and this is not financial advice, but I do strongly suggest to look into uh, possibly investing in Pfizer and Moderna. Because I've I seen the I've seen, dollars. I seen Check my out Honeybee's comment, Jeremy. Honeybee said um, her uh, pulmonologist uh, said to expect to feel sick, which means you're creating antibodies versus those with no reactions. And you know, guys, think about this. COVID attacks everybody differently. Okay. I mean, look at my situation. I think Jeremy said he had it. Honeybee had it. It affects everybody differently. And, and you can't take two people who are the same and it affects them the same. It affects them each differently. So it kind of makes sense when you get the vaccination that some people have really wild reactions and some it doesn't bother at all. But I mean, like her pulmonologist did say, you know, yeah, expect to get sick. But I mean, Maybe that's why some people yeah. get more sick than others when they're getting the vaccine because you're getting a type of the SARS oh, virus introduced to your body, right. so it's going to interact differently with everybody. Well, that's you just, know. but that's just like when you go to get your annual flu shot, people get get the flu. Yes, yeah, I wouldn't. Know. I've never had one of those. I haven't either, but I know for a fact that a lot of people I've talked to, they're like, I no matter you know, I go get my flu shot and I get sick. But so what the hell's the point? But not all not of them, every, just some of them, right? Yeah, I've gotten flu shots in the past and I've 
you know, n- never gotten sick with the flu that I remember. Um, but usually in winter months, um, I tend to be more susceptible to getting sinus infections to where um, if, if it gets bad, I have to like go to, a, to the doctor for them to give me like a steroid shot and prescribe me like a steroid medication that I take for up to 10 days. What's just, that robot you got on the screen? Oh, yeah. I'm going to get to in a second. Justoc says that you can't get the flu from the flu shot. <laughs> it, okay, yes. Well, yeah, you my know. grandmother, Pat, you know, says getting the flu shot doesn't mean you're going to get the flu. That's true. I, uh, you know, one of the things that I found out, and Honeybee may be experiencing this too, but I, I had no idea that this was a, this was a symptom of long-haul COVID is what they're calling it now. But you know, after I got, well, no, 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 the long, long like, haul. Yeah, like I, I had no idea this was a symptom. I went through about three to five months of I didn't even go get a haircut because my hair was falling out. You really? Jeez. I'm kind of glad to hear that, not because it wow. fell out, but I mean sure. because I, I didn't know it was affecting any men. Did you just tell me that after your first COVID shot, your hair started falling out, Jeremy? No, no, no. This is this is after I had COVID. This was like uh, long before and the then shot. They came out the other day. Uh, Jay, uh, Drake, the rapper, they was making fun of him because he had a heart shaped and in, uh, cut into the side of his uh, hair. Yeah, and like some of it had fell out, and he had told you know people that his doctor told him that that was you know a symptom of long haul COVID because he had COVID. And they were like, yeah, we're seeing that with people. And I had no idea. But now my hair is back to where it's growing again. But there for about three to four months, man, my hair was falling out. Like I, I thought I was legitimately telling my wife, I was like, hey, I got a bald spot and everything. And the guy who cut my hair, man, I'm telling you, I have to get a haircut every week because my hair gets, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous how fast it grows. Then Jeremy, another sign of a more severe case, not necessarily long haul, but a more severe case of COVID, what they call bow ridges in your fingernails. It's a deep mm-hmm. ridge that goes horizontal or vertical, rather, across your fingernail. Now I'm checking my fingernails. Yeah, I looked up bow ridges <laughs> on the internet. You'll see what I'm trying. It's B-E-A-U, but like I've got them on every finger but my two pinkies. Oh, uh, every, everybody, honey, please check your fingernails, please. And Honeybee's got them even on her toes. Oh, you know wow. something else um, that my doctor had just informed me of is that if you have, like, if you had mild arthritis before or if you just had, like, uh, some tendonitis or whatever, that um, your arthritis could set up to be, uh, what, what is that, that really bad, osteoarthritis or something like that? Is that what it's called? Yes, osteoarthritis. Yeah, he said that they're seeing an increased case of, uh, of people under 65 who are long haulers with COVID now developing osteoarthritis because of all the joint pain and joint stress that COVID causes. Ugh. Well, uh, on the uh, D Live uh, portion of the show, uh, we have an image. Uh, I think, uh, Pert, is this what Dr. Fauci is suggesting is more effective than the uh, face mask? I, I believe so. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you that are not over on D Live, DLive.tv forward slash slightly underscore serious, you have a uh, gentleman at the checkout counter, and uh, instead of a, in lieu of a mask, He's got a plastic container uh, over his head with uh, enough space for his head to fit into the container. But we strongly suggest that if you use plastic containers to make sure you undo the cap Water on jug. top of it. Yeah. He so. looks like a dog that got their head stuck in a feed bucket, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. 
the the only plastic um you know that would be worn over a face if not a face mask over your mouth and nose would be like one of those like face shields um that you're you're seeing a lot of that in hospitals and doctor's office settings yeah whether they're wearing the mask or not but it only stops the big spittles it doesn't stop the Mm -hmm. vapors because because um because the mask has no way of covering your eyes unless you decide to move the mask up and and you'd be like wearing a blindfold that was uh that was pretty funny but but I know, like with this COVID discussion, I even saw reports where three U.S. senders who you know got got the vaccine or shot, you know, tested positive. They are Mississippi's Roger Wicker, Maine's Angus King, and Colorado's John Hickenlooper. Yeah, I I heard about that, and then also as we told you the other day, um, the governor from Texas, uh, Governor Greg, Abbott, Greg Abbott, yes. Uh, but uh, apparently, uh, they're utilizing uh, the uh, what's called Regen Cove monoclonal antibody therapy to, uh-huh. for him. And apparently, I think that's what Donald Trump yeah. got. Yeah. He's got something on. Uh, DeSantis brought in some kind of treatment to the state of Florida. She was telling me about. It. I forgot the name of it, but uh, it's been proven to work. And they were talking about it in the beginnings of uh, COVID, and then it got squashed. Is that what it was, Honeybee? Re- that's what I took. Regeneron. I, and I think that's what the same thing this is, right? Uh, it's basically an antibody therapy for post-exposure prophylaxis. So apparently uh, the FDA has authorized the use of that for people that have had COVID. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for, you know, not bef- it's not to prevent getting COVID, but if you have COVID to uh, go ahead and utilize that. So Chris, get, um, look into that. Chris Unplug says he's a di- type one diabetic with pump and fibromyalgia and other organ issues. He got back organ, yeah, organ issues. He got vaccinated and he's fine, which is interesting because I was talking to a guy I do business with today who's full blown diabetic. He has to take the shot, you know, physically shoot himself with a syringe a couple times a day, and he got the Moderna vaccine and he he was fine too. He didn't have any side effects. Well, that's good. I'm glad, that, you know, for everybody who's getting vaccinated and all that, that have no repercussions because of the vaccine. I'm grateful to hear of that. And, uh, you know, as we will continue to say on our show, uh, whether you're trying to decide whether or not you or your family members uh, should get vaccinated, all we have to say is do your, do your research, get as much information available that's to you, provided to you, talk to your doctors, and do what you think is best for you. Don't worry about people trying to shame you whether or not you get a vaccine. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't be calling it a vaccine because it's not a vaccine. It's a shot. And and uh, from here on out, I plan on utilizing the term shot because especially if you're going to every eight months have to go back and get a shot. I'm sorry. It's not a vaccine. We're going to take a uh, our last time out. We'll come back. We'll finish up the last half hour of the show. You're listening to the Slightly Serious Show on a Thursday. Enjoying yourselves? Then please be sure to follow the show on Podbean and many of the other social media platforms, including Twitter at Slightly Serious, Instagram, and Facebook. Our podcasts are also available to download on many different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and many more. All right. Welcome back to the show. Too much sauce. Give me a few seconds uh, and I'll bring you up. Uh, I do want to, uh, I have to give a huge shout out. This afternoon while at the shop. Oh my God. 
It tickled my cockles today. I received a package. Mm-hmm. And I, I finally have a mug that is going to fit enough coffee for the entire show. Oh, oh hey. Hey, wait, not you. Jeez. <laughs> Look at that beauty. Isn't, isn't she spectacular? So uh, a big shout out to our good friend, Honeybee in Pertwee. Thank you. Oh, uh, that, that looks uh, very beautiful. Yes. And I'm having my first, it, it, it's huge. <laughs> yep. Um, I guess I anybody that's what she said, but in your case, that's what he said. I think you said it's huge, right? It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> I guess any, anybody wanting to call in in this final half hour, um, you, know, you can call via the Podbean app or the Airtime app or the only time we'll utilize Discord is whenever that 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 platform is available. And seven zero two seven zero eight two eight five five is the studio number. Well, let's Welcome check. Much sauce. Let's just uh, let's see what our saucy gal has to say. What is up? Too much sauce, right, guys. I wanted to just say I love you guys first. And um, hi, Pert Weed. Hi, Eric. Hi, Mr. Cummings. Howdy, howdy, sauce. Yes, hey, too much sauce. Say hi to all of you guys. And I just wanted to tell you guys. I recognize. I mean, I noticed today there was a guy named Dominic Cummings. And he was a doctor in California, and he had about 12 patients who had passed away, and they passed away of different things. Well, because he did not say COVID, they did not give him... Oh, that's Nikki? Okay. Because he didn't say it was uh, COVID-related, they would not let him take his oath thing. And um, I just wanted to see if you guys, you know, have seen that in the news or, you know, even, you know, now we can Google it all and just kind of do more research on it. Another thing that he had said is his his friend that he had went to school with for several years died yesterday of cancer and was diagnosed yesterday. And the reason he brought that up, it's he was saying that, you know, cancer has been around for so many longs for, for so many years and we yet have a vaccination. We yet have a cure, but for COVID, we made something in two months, two weeks. Yeah. That's something I've said for the past six months. It's amazing how for a, a severe flu type virus and I say severe, I mean, real severe, uh, obviously as it's killed millions of people across the world. It's amazing how we can prevent or come up with something in a matter of months. Right. But yet we have people that have, AIDS, cancer. Right. You're telling me that you can't focus on, on that shit either? Right. No, I, I find that very hard to believe. I'm with with the amount of billions of dollars that gets spent in research, yeah. uh, it, it oftentimes tells me that maybe it's all a money grab and not necessarily anybody giving a shit about AIDS or cancer research. Well, and also, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a multi-billion dollar industry on those two. But, you know, if you're trying to make a cure for something that you made anyway, it's probably a little easier to reverse engineer. Shut your, wait a minute. Wait, I didn't see who was saying that. Was that you, Pertwee? Yeah, that <laughs> was me. I love you. I love you. I love you. But, I mean, <laughs> I just wanted to see if you guys, I mean, because I know you guys are very intellectual people. And slightly, I know you read a lot. When, what I came up with is the same thing. Like, you know, we've been struggling with AIDS. We've been struggling with, and I'm going to go even back. I suffer with sickle cell. There has been so many um, antibiotics that they've tried to give me that now I wind up having to take probiotics because, you know, your body can't take so many antibiotics. 
you know, and a long time ago, even before my time, people were dying as soon as they heard, as soon as they found out they had sickle cell, you know, it was like a measles yeah. type thing, a chicken pop thing, you know, and then they made vaccinations for those. And I was one of those kids that had chicken pops like two or three times. I had the mumps twice with the vaccination, you know. So I'm just like, so I don't even know the word. I'm torn. And I just hate to see our people, you know, depending on our government to save them from something like Pert we said that they made. <laughs> well, you know, Sauce, where, where do you come? Do, do you do you believe that uh, this was something that was uh, made up in a, in a, in a I laboratory? Do, I, I am honestly saying that I believe this is something that was made up. Um, I don't believe that it's actually the name of COVID. Um, I do. I did. Um, as a school teacher, I got some pine saw like years ago, and I do remember seeing the name COVID on it. Now, um, too many years later, we're talking about this same thing that's killing people. So I do believe that they didn't conjured up some stuff. And also, I'm a Christian, so I believe that we are living in perilous times. And the Bible tells us that there's going to be viruses and things that, you know, man made. So. Well, it would make it would make sense though, right? If it, right. this was something that was engineered in a lab, yes, then I, then obviously there's an easy fix because they know what to fix. Exactly, exactly. Well, maybe that seems like we're, mar- we're doing the market of beast thing. You wear a mask, or you don't wear a mask, or you can't get in here. And you know that's exactly what the Bible speaks of. You know, the Bible speaks of you know them telling us you cannot buy groceries, you cannot do this unless you accept that market of beast. These things. It does. I'm not trying to preach to anybody, but these things are in the Bible. They do tell us that it shall come to pass. And it just seems like we are living in those perilous times. And I know my grandmother probably said the same thing. I do know also because in Chicago, a lot of those children suffer from um, different type of chicken pox and monks because the parents don't believe in immunization or I couldn't even say it right, you know, like that. And then a lot of those kids are fine and they still don't get the immunization. So when is your time to go? It's your time to go. <laughs> I, I agree with that. A hundred percent. And I mean, right. Honestly, that's one of the reasons why I haven't been vaccinated. It's been what? I'm, we're in this a year and a half. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm aware of my surroundings. I take the appropriate precautions that I feel are necessary for myself, right. and I'm fine. Yeah, me and too. like you said, Sauce, when it's your time, it's your time. It's yeah. your time. It is. Whether yeah. you got just, just like your smoking character, you got yeah. Sauce. <laughs> I want you to put you that on your to do list. Okay, get your you to do list I'm, out. Put it down. I'm gonna do that. Pert, we. I just have to say, I love you for being you, Eric. I love you oh, for being thanks. you slightly. I love Thank you, you so for being you, much you guys. Sauce. Now, El Gato, he's a whole different story. <laughs> I love you, <laughs> boy. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to go down so I can listen to what the rest of the show, babe. All right, have a good rest of the night. Uh, that was too good much. Good talking to you. Sasa. Coming to understand this being from the South, El Gato's that kind of person you just say, bless his heart. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, it t- it takes it take. What is the saying? It it takes. Uh, God, it takes uh, takes them all, or it takes. I don't know. It takes a village to raise a child. Something like that. You say Elgato is like a child. So it, well, no, it, it was. It's, it's a different quote. I, I just can't think of it. It takes it takes uh, different people to make the world turn around, turn or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. Eric, you should know what I'm trying to say. What's that? 
Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Instagram. Don't bother. That's okay. <laughs> I was having to um, unmute. You know I something you said there though about the uh, about it took a matter of months. Yeah, it took a matter of months to come out with a uh, vac- uh, quote unquote vaccine. Yeah. I used to believe that too, and then I looked into it, and uh, they've been working on this since SARS. They've been working on mRNA technology since SARS. So no wonder why it's not as not so effective, because they started on it way too uh, before the fact. Yeah, they started on it when the original SARS came around, and they did see they tried it with Ebola. And like Ebola apparently was like some super virus or something. And oh, dude, it makes your eyeballs bleed. That's nasty. Yeah. Ebola. Like 98% fatality rate. Yeah. Ebola. When they, they said when they were injecting the mRNA and with Ebola, like Ebola would mutate. Like as soon as the body would start building the stuff to fight it or whatever, they said it would automatically mutate and it would use it against it in the body and it would make it a hundred percent fatality rate. Wow. Well, like I said yesterday, I think we're at the point to where I think by now everyone should realize that regardless of any government official or president or no matter who it is that's saying, oh, we need 14 days to flatten the curb or we need this to get rid of COVID-19, it's not going away, folks. You're going to live with it for the rest of your lives. You need to come to a realization of this. It's going to be just like the common flu now to where you. They're going to have a shot every, you know, every, every year for you to come and get. Because that's what it's going to dwindle down to. And eventually you will reach that herd, uh, I almost said herd mentality. Herd, uh, uh, men, uh, yeah, herd, uh, herd immunity, you mean? Yes, the herd immunity. And that, that would help greatly. But until, until then, I mean, you just, and even after then, I guess, you just got to keep doing what, what is best for you to do, like you said. Right. And, and, but, but when, I, when I'm saying this, what I believe people need to realize and understand out there is that when a government official is going to go back to you and tell you, you need to do this, you need to do that, we need to shut businesses down. No, that's not the answer. Because if that's their prerogative, it's going to be a never-ending story. And all it is is going to give all of the power to them. But do you think it was like this during polio, though? I can't answer that. I wasn't around then. Well, I talked to somebody, though, and, and, and see, th- this is why I asked, because I talked to somebody, and he's 74 years old, and he lived through polio, right? He was a kid when polio was around. I had polio vaccination. And uh, he said that his dad freaked out when they brought the fo- polio cubes to the school. Okay. And was like, you're not giving my kids that. That's the mark of the beast. You're not giving, you know. And he was like, he was mm-hmm. like... He was like, it was people freaking out. And uh, he went ahead and he took it. And he was like, I took the polio vaccine. And he was like, you know, he was like, you know, that I couldn't tell my dad that I took it. He was like, because they didn't want my dad to know. But he was like, you know, around here, polio was so prevalent. I mean, Mitch McConnell's from Sheffield, Alabama, and he had polio. I mean, rural areas have less access to health care than people realize. I mean, we don't have doctors. Like when you go to see a doctor, you see a doctor, you see an MD. When a lot of us in rural areas go to see a doctor, most of the time we're going to see a nurse practitioner. Um, mm-hmm. It's just not that way here. We, we do have a problem of we don't have the access to health care that 
maybe bigger cities do or and I mean I'm not saying that I'm not saying that oh we need to do you know Medicaid for all and all that no that's garbage I think we need to incentivize people to become doctors and move to rural areas but um I, I was just wondering you know do you think maybe it was a similar situation back in the 50s do you think that maybe you know that they freaked out the same way and the government's trying to kill us all and I, I think they trusted the government more back then to Seriously, I do. And, and, you I know, and I don't believe you had the government trying to shut down businesses either. No. Um, you, you didn't have that. And then, you know, from what I read about polio, you know, poli- polio, it, it took about like 50 years for them to, to finally get the va- vaccine av- available for that. And, and, and the doctor, you know, who created the polio vaccine, you know, did, did a very noble thing of like not patenting the, the vaccine and um and I know Jeremy would say it best. What did he say, Jeremy? He said, "How could I patent this to make money? Because this belongs to humanity." Exactly. And and how many patents does Doctor Fauci have? Oh, Doctor Fauci, but Doctor Fauci, man, he's got patents on viruses that, like, if mm-hmm. you go, if you go look at the patents list of him, like he's got a patent on a virus right now that if you really do your research into this. He's got a patent on a virus that if you read the entire, if you read the entire 40 something pages of this patent, it tells you, it breaks it down that it causes bleeding out of the eyes. Like, yeah, they've got patents on viruses. Holy like, shit. Like, like, how can you, how can you patent? That's, that's what I think the that's problem is. That's a warfare is. virus. It should be illegal to patent a warfare virus. I don't even, th- I thought we banned warfare viruses. Like, I thought that was a, uh, I thought that was in the, was that oh, not was that not included chem- in the we treaty? We banned chemical weapons too, Cummings, but damn well guarantee you, the big powers still have stores of them hidden away. It's ridiculous. I mean, why why would we even be creating something like that to release on humanity? Because I mean, I know China released this, and I, I'm not sure who was all involved. But think about that, man. There are people out there that are so evil, that are, that are so money hungry and power hungry. That they're willing to release a virus to kill people just so they can get their way. It doesn't surprise me, Jeremy. Regrettably, uh, it, uh, uh, it doesn't. But w- my next question for you guys: What do you guys think uh, of this administration of uh, the healthcare practitioners and Dr. Fauci, who are all about? Booster shots when the WHO, the World Health Organization, is like, hey, hold on. We don't uh, want to promote this. Well, that means everybody in the World Health Organization should get vaccinated, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. They're I mean, in the healthcare profession. I mean, if they want to come down to that, I can't remember if it was uh, Mr. T or who it was the other night said that their wife is in the healthcare profession but never comes in contact with the, the patients, doctors, or nurses, but she's going to be required to take it. So damn straight, the WHO organization, everybody in it, you better get jabbed then if that's what you're promoting. The CDC, the CDC has still not mandated the COVID-19 vaccine for all of its employees. Mm, Shocking. But, uh, you know, God, God forbid, uh, none, you know, any of our military object to taking the vaccines, right? It'd be interesting. See what happens with that. Um, there was an email uh, that f- I got forwarded. I think it was from uh, from Honeybee, and it was a quite a long it was quite a long uh, email. 
But the nature of it was, you know how a lot of businesses, uh, restaurants and bars are requiring you to show proof of uh, your vaccination prior to entry into their establishment, right? Yeah. I thought it was uh, this email. Basically, it was like a conversation between a patron going into a restaurant and basically being asked for their vaccination card. And the patron said, okay, I had no problem. If you want me to show you my vaccine card, uh, I would like you to show me, you know, the vaccination vaccination cards of your waitresses, your cooks, and everybody else, so I know that it's safe to come in. <laughs> in addition to that, uh, I would like to you to, sh- sh- you know, provide me proof that your employees have been drug tested because I don't want to be served by any crackheads, cokeheads, and all that. I thought it was pretty funny, but I mean, you know, if you're going to uh, be requesting information, medical information from me. Well, don't, you, I have, don't I have a right to uh, know about all of your employees? And you left out requesting the last hepatitis test for your server because, you know, that could infect your food. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not a laughing matter. That's 100% true. But no, I mean, it should go both ways, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, I uh, like I said, I have nothing against any um, business owners that want to, uh, you know, establish their own guidelines, their own rules for, for entry into their businesses. But I think you really need to take a step back and be careful what you ask for, because hey. at the end of the day, it could affect your business. Charlie, I got a question. Yes. Since we got this uh, mRNA technology now and we can uh, inject people with this stuff to protect them against COVID-19, uh, this virus, uh, there's another popular virus out there that's killed thousands upon th- well, millions of, uh, of poor, starving poor. people in Africa, and it's killed hundreds of thousands, if not millions here in the United States. I don't know the exact numbers, but it's called the HIV virus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, so, so could we not use that mRNA technology to, you know, if we if it fights this virus, can we not inject people with that technology for that virus? Come on, Jeremy. Next thing coming out of your mouth is let's just all shoot up with bleach. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, you know, that's funny. I, I posted that picture not too long ago. You know, when people people were saying that Trump said shoot up with bleach and all that. Yeah. OK. Oh, he wasn't I, serious in the least bit. No, he was serious. No. Really? He was serious about a I disinfectant. He was serious about a disinfectant for COVID-19 because I actually, it's in a picture on Twitter where I posted on Twitter, I think Eric's seen it, where Donald Trump was being 100% serious when he said that they were working on a disinfectant that, that could be inhaled through the nose down into cleanse the lungs to fight against COVID-19. That was a real treatment and a real thing that they were discussing, and they even filed a patent on it. So he wasn't I mean, Yeah, but he didn't say inject bleach into yourself no. and mean it. That's, no. what, that's what I'm pointing out because that's what the media, all the Trump haters go back and say. Yeah, they that's took that out of context. Yeah. Well, basically, all the Trump haters are 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 are, are hollering and screaming is the oh my god, like this can't be happening. That, that that's the way they're 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 portraying it. Yeah, I mean, if if you're really going to believe that the president of the United States is going to tell you to inject yourself with Clorox, I mean, you must be some kind of stupid person if you're going to believe that. Bingo. Hold on. Let me let me mute for a second. See if I can find that picture in my camera roll. Yeah, I I I don't know. I, but I do agree. I mean, if we're talking about mRNA, uh, you know, 
kind of screwing around with uh, people's DNA and stuff like that, I mean, there's got to be a way to get rid of, uh, you know, like an HIV infection or something. You would think. But, uh, you know, all of the healthcare workers and all the scientists on the subject are... Cummings, it's uh, next to your selfie with Mr. with the MyPillow guy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, don't bother Jeremy. He's got a good, tight relationship with the MyPillow guy. He, he probably gets free MyPillows every month. No, I don't get those anymore. He stopped sending them to me after I told him he was full of crap. Oh, oh you heard Uncle Mikey's feelings. Hey, you know one thing that I, uh, you know, because uh, uh, you had the uh, listener uh, text me earlier this <laughs> afternoon. Uh, inquiring about uh, what, what what's this stupid ass platform? Uh, come on, Jeremy, what is it? Uh, Frank, Frank Speech. That's right. Uh, Sorry, yeah. I wasn't. Jeremy. Whether, whether or not they should sign up for FrankSpeech.com or whatever. And I tell him, I'm like, if you want to get great deals on my pillows and any of the accessories he sells, go ahead and sign up because that's about all you get from emails and text messages from the thing. Did they ever? Did they ever even launch the social media side like they said they were going to? I don't to? know. I, I haven't even checked. But I don't really well, care. I sent you that tweet where I, I actually have the photo in the, uh, in that tweet. A photo in a tweet. Let's check it. Let's. Yeah. See. Um. There's. There's. Um. Am I? What uh, photo am I looking for? It should be included with Nebula- that. I see uh, nebulized. Yeah, that's it. Okay, let's uh, bring that up. Uh, oh, yeah. So nebulized ethanol for internal disinfecting and improvement. And uh, it's got all the, the patent family. The uh, priority date of uh, looks like May 14th of 2020. The inventors are Ruben Darren and Ruben Howard. And... Uh, the abstract methods of the present disclosure utilize alcohol, uh, e.g. ethanol, as an active ingredient or agent for disinfecting, washing, and or treating infection in the upper and or lower airways. Methods include aerosol inhalation, lung spray, and or lung lavage, uh, lung lavage uh, using ethanol-containing solutions. Such methods can be applied to, comp- to complicated pneumonia and respiratory pandemics including the COVID-19 pandemic caused by the Chinese uh, virus, <laughs> COVID-19. So, yeah, no, it, it was on there. And what's uh, the other question I have for you? Kind of changing topics really quickly, Jeremy. What's this? Uh, what's going on with Lowe's? Apparently Lowe's is... Uh, oh, oh man. man. Come on. You, your, your tweet got deleted, so I, I'm interested to know. No, it's, oh, it's back, back up. up. So... You tweeted out uh, Lowe's loves critical hate theory and even sponsored to have white employees indoctrinated to hate themselves. That's really? Right. Yep. Lowe's is worse than Coca-Cola. They said it was time for white employees, whether whether they were in uh, positions of power inside the company, to hand over power to, peop- to people of color and minorities. Wow. Yeah. So if they had been there, they were asking them to step down and step down from and Bank of America is included in that. Those pieces of garbage. Step down because you're white. Is that what you're telling me? Step down because you're white. And guess what? Lowe's Lowe's has a black. I don't I don't care if who this offends or who it makes mad, who has a has a black president, the first in Lowe's company history. 
And the guy, when I, uh, surprisingly, when I worked at Lowe's about uh, several, several years ago, I can't even remember how long ago that was, but he had just taken over. And that was the first time that I ever had to watch a video telling me to be sensitive to my coworkers and all kinds of crap. I, I mean, it, it was it, it was going on back then. I think that was way back. But anyway, that they have been Lowe's has been on the downtrend for a while, and um, yeah, but now they have went. They it's come out that through a whistleblower that they went full blown woke. And they 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 basically told their employees to be ashamed of their skin color and that they're only in positions of power because they're white and they should step down. And there was one guy saying that if they were a store manager, that they could they should step down and select a person of color to take their place. And it was terrible. Well, I've always had I've always come from a position to where the person with, uh, you know, that is most suitable for the job deserves the job, no matter what the skin color. And yeah. I'm in my position because I worked my ass off exactly. for years. They, they don't. They don't like. I mean, yes. uh, they, they didn't like Martin Luther King's theory too much. I don't. I think. guess not. That's uh, that's horrible. So uh, stop. Uh, I don't. I don't do much uh, shopping at Home Depot or Lowe's. So I don't, you don't have to worry about me going there. I <laughs> I bought a Toro mower just to, just so I could uh, go to Home oh, Depot and support, uh, support the Home Depot. They well, they have uh, people outside uh, that w- that work at extremely uh, very low wages as well. Uh, not here, man. The the illegals here, man. Let me tell you something. I don't know about out there in California, but man, around here, you're not getting them to do that around really? here. You're 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 paying fifteen, twenty bucks oh my an God. hour. Yeah, out here, I mean, you could get. Uh, I mean, there's like twenty to thirty of them to pick from. Oh no, man. They they're all business owners here. It, you know, it, it drives me crazy. And people say, "Oh, you're being racist when you say stuff like this," but it's not. It's not racism at all. It drives me crazy how I can see some of these people that are in the country illegally and get a green card uh, out of nowhere or get a immigration stay by someone, some idiot like Biden. And then all of a sudden they become a business owner. Like how can they open businesses when I know tons and tons of Americans right now who would love to open a business and who would love to employ people, but they can't because they can't get the funding. They can't get the money. We got people living here in the country illegally they can't. They, they they just go out and they just start businesses. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you're a hundred percent right. And like, there's nothing I can. Uh, I can't dispute that any of that. So, anywho, um, I think I think like the only home hardware store I would probably be more inclined to shop at, if not Home Depot, since I most likely would never go back to Lowe's, would probably be Ace Hardware. Oh, Ace is the place. They're expensive though. They're very yeah. Cool. I know. Yeah. Um, anyways, I wanted to read a couple things from, uh, Honeybee and then, uh, we'll probably wrap things up. Honeybee earlier in the show was saying, uh, that she was speaking with the banker today that feels that the purpose, uh, of the, uh, I, I believe of COVID-19 was to eliminate the elderly as the money saved in Medicare and social security payments is huge. Uh, also this same friend who is vaccinated asks her doctors if they've been vaccinated when they ask if she has. So. Uh, yeah, no, I always, you know, when I get asked if I've been vaccinated, I always ask the same thing. Um, sweet Brandon, you had a question about, uh, Afghanistan. Um, the, the question in the chat reads, here's my question. If you had to assign a percentage of blame to each of these four people, how do you assign it? And 
like like GW2, that's George W. Bush, or Bush 43 as I call him, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, and Joe Biden. I would say 100% Joe Biden because he is the commander-in-chief at the current moment. So he's had all the information brought to him from overseas uh, way back in May and even in July, and he's done nothing about it up until recently uh, when, when it was too damn late. Um, yep. My feeling, uh, like Pertwee says, uh, you know, Joe is basically grabbing for anything that will make him popular, uh, trying to have maybe all of the American citizens back in the United States by September 11th. You know, as we all know, mm-hmm. uh, never forget September 11th. Uh, and I think 20th anniversary is next yeah, month. And uh, I, th- I, th- I think uh, most of the blame goes there with him. Uh, you had Donald, you had Donald well, Trump. Negotiate with the Taliban that all this, everybody would be back in the United States by May. Joe Biden, like yeah. with every other fucking thing that Donald Trump has done, basically reneged on that and basically made his own deal. So he made, he's made his head and he oh, shall yeah. lay in it. Hey, you remember what Barack said about Joe, right? What's that? Never, <laughs> underestimate, never underestimate Joe's ability to F yep. something up. Barack Obama said that. Yep. Yeah. Well... And, and Brandon, like in his percentages, respectively, he would go 40% Bush, 30% um, Obama, 0% Trump, 30% Biden. But but I know you may disagree with that. Yeah. And then Bush got us there first. Obama made it worse. Biden fucked up uh, the exit plan. I agree with that. What about? Yeah, and I think, mm-hmm. and I think Trump had this one right. And I th- despise the man laughing out loud. And then Honeybee is Biden is propped up by Obama and Clinton, which I, I agree with that. And then, and then Pertwee's, um, you know, P- POTUS, what it stands for. <laughs> Pert, I want to know what your percentages are. My percentages? Uh, I would put none on Trump. Of course, you knew that was coming, but I mean, that's kind of a lot mm-hmm. of people. I would put, I don't know, I don't think I would put anything on, on George, but I would put probably 80 on Biden or 90 on Biden and the rest on Obama. Because so I think Obama did stuff that did not help the situation, but continued it to go on. And then you saw oh, yes. Trump trying to de-escalate the situation, get things wrapped up, saying, hey, you know, I'm bringing boys back that have been fighting these foreign wars that mean nothing. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I come up with that percentage and uh last but not least jeremy what about you percentages uh i think you got to put some i i, I it's tough on me to, I, I don't like bush i don't don't get me wrong I, i've never liked me bush. neither i don't and, like him. i'm just i just don't think he had much to do to blame because he had to do what he had to do to take care of the situation that occurred under his watch yeah it was t- it's tough on me to put any blame on bush and i i, I just can't but obama I, I think you put 60% of the blame on Obama because of the simple fact of if our objective in Afghanistan was to kill Osama bin Laden and then get out, then I think you have to yeah, put yeah. 60% of the blame on Obama because killing of Osama apparently happened under Obama's term. Exactly. So he should have made the exit plan, and he didn't. He let the war continue. And then I think you got to put the other 40% on Biden just because how he screwed up the perfect I mean, Trump had the perfect deal to get out of Afghanistan, to bring everybody home, to get our military mm-hmm. equipment out, and even bring, even take out the interpreters and the Afghani doctors that we trained, 
and bring them back here to the United States. And that would have helped our healthcare system because they were trained by U.S. Uh, they were trained by U.S. forces and U.S. doctors and U.S. nurses. So we could have brought them here and had them help with the with the pandemic that we're having right now. So I think Biden just screwed this thing up. Yeah. Jeremy, I don't think it mattered what Trump's plan was because it had Trump's name on it. Biden was canceling it, just like he did everything else when he first got in yeah. office. Well, my, my percentages would be um, Bush, Obama, and Biden each share like a, a third of the blame. Because, you know, and I even watched like a, a video of Laura Ingram's, like Ingram Angle, where where she men- mentioned a, a truth that, you know, Trump saw saw right through through like this this whole nonsense, and um and you had other corrupt career politicians who were hell bent on fucking it up. Yeah, no, I hear you. And then, and I even raised the question. I think it was last night that um, you know, like, why are we not also, you know, I even brought up the question of like looking at Obama and 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 Bush forty three, you know, because Bush forty three, you know, seemed more interested in the Iraq war than. Been hunting down Bin Laden and and Obama, you know, well, you know he he committed the indamnable heresy of of letting one of the Taliban terrorists go in exchange for that traitor Bo Bergdahl, and then and then the question with nine eleven come anniversary coming up is why were we not looking at Saudi Arabia to begin with, considering that the majority of the terrorists were Saudi nationals. Well, well Eric, there's a question there too. Do we put some of the blame on Clinton because he had a shot? Well, then, well, well. I think that, that that's another another one too that I would go ahead and add. But but, but yet, um, we, we saw how he caved. Well, how about this? How about we put some of the blame on the American people for voting Joe Biden into as president of the United States? Yeah, being complacent. Because we know that if Donald Trump was president, all American citizens, he would have followed through, just like Sweet Brandon says in chat. He would have followed through with his plan to make sure all of the Americans got back here to the United States back in May. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to throw that out there, too. <laughs> because because I, I think one thing Donald Trump was pointing out is is to make sure nobody was left behind. Yep. And uh, well, you know, uh, you know, our president, Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, he rather uh, go sleep in uh, or dementia Joe. Go sleep in his basement in Delaware, then worry about our nation's problems and our peop- and the people of our nation that are stuck over in Afghanistan. And uh, we'll keep track of what's going on over there. But uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up things tonight. Um, final thoughts uh, tonight. Uh, we'll start with you, Cummings. Any final thoughts from you, my friend? Yeah, somebody go follow me because I got 666 followers and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Cummings Culture on Twitter. Yeah. No, 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 on, on, on Podbean. Go, go do it on Podbean. Oh, Podbean, my bad. And uh, producer Eric, last, any final word? Well, um, ho- hopefully we'll be, be back again tomorrow evening for our TGIF free-for-all show and um, see you around at the other Podbean shows as well as back here tomorrow. Sounds evening. good. And Pert, thanks again for, to you and uh, the Honeybee for the fantastic large mug. Oh, my God. You are oh. welcome. Big, large mug for big oh, sex. Yeah. Uh, he, he wanted to make sure you, you and Honeybee know that he likes large things or big things. <laughs> <laughs> did I did I steal away your uh, final thoughts? <laughs> no, I was just I was waiting for the laughter to die down. <laughs> hmm. So, are you asking me for my final yeah, thoughts? What are now? your final thoughts to wrap up tonight? Oh, well, 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 since you asked there slightly. 
You know, Cummings and I were talking a little bit before the show, and he had a flight not too long ago, and he'd flown out to see Mike Lindell and go over some things. But on his way back, they lost his luggage. Oh. You know, and I said, man, that's, that's really sucks. I'm sorry to hear about that. What happened? He said, well, I, I filed a lawsuit against him, but I lost my case. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we're definitely looking forward to Jeremy hopefully attending that rally on Saturday. That should be huge. Huge. Make sure. I will not be there Saturday. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Really? I will not be there Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> or hopefully Dennis Lee and Donald Wayne might decide to try to make the trip if um, – if nothing, nothing changes for them. Yeah, I had to, I had, I've got stuff going on Saturday and, um, <clears throat> my wife, she's really nervous about, um, she wants to go too, but, and I'm not going to go and her not be able to go, but she's not vaccinated and she like the COVID numbers here are really, really high. And she has a, she has a health issue now. And, um, it's just not. I mean, if I was going and I was getting an interview, I mean, it'd be a different story, but I'm not. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, there's no reason. I don't want to put her health at risk for, you know. Well, the, the only way I would be able to attend an in-person Trump rally again is if he comes back to Georgia. I mean, I, you know, got to experience the Rome and Dalton Trump rallies, even though I didn't stay the whole time. If he, if he was able to book like an appearance up in commerce, I'd be able to go to that. Eric, fix that thing. No, that was Jeremy, actually. Oh, Jeremy, fix that thing. (laughs) uh, Big Sexy says, uh, put a a pot of money together and he'll go for everybody. uh, (laughs) Who said uh, that? That was Big Sexy. He'll he'll travel to work. (laughs) He'll confront Donald himself. Anyways, uh, it was a hell of a show tonight. I appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, stay tuned uh, tomorrow. Uh, it's the Friday, the Freaky Friday show. And uh, I don't know. We'll see where the wind blows and uh, we'll deal with that then. Make sure you us over on the Twitter Twitter at Slightly Serious. Make sure you check out the website, SlightlyShow.com, if you uh, have an idea who the next three celebrities that are going to die before the end of the year are. Make sure you head over there slightlyshow.com forward slash contest and put your free entry. Your first one is free. The other ones you have to, uh, you know. This is horrible to say slightly, but I got a little excited today. I saw a news article and it had Bob Barker's picture on there and I started reading. <laughs> it was just somebody asking him about his experience because it's coming up on 50 years and I'm like, I got a little excited. Oh my God, no, don't be excited when Bob Barker somebody know, else. It's okay. You know, um, yeah, well, well I've even saw clickbait images um, sh- showing him in a wheelchair. I'm, I don't know if those are real images or not. Well, you know what St. Peter's going to be saying at the gates when Bob passes? <laughs> Bob Barker, <laughs> come on down. <laughs> You're going to help her. <laughs> Anyways, make sure you put your uh, entries in over at the uh, slightlyshow.com. Follow us over on DLive, DLive.tv forward slash slightly underscore serious. And more importantly, come back tomorrow night. Invite your friends, enemies, and whoever the hell you know that's breathing. Mm-hmm. And uh, be, be kind to one another. Go out and make a new friend. Go visit your neighbors. Have a barbecue. Put a mask on if you need. Do whatever you got to do, but enjoy life. Or, 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 or well. put a jug over your face. Make sure the cap is off on top.
But we'll see you back here tomorrow night, 9.30 Eastern Time. Thanks again. I love you, and I love your show, and God bless, and God bless America. See you later, everybody. Thanks for listening to tonight's show. Not all content is endorsed by Slightly. However, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, email us over at slightlyseriousshow at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Don't forget to share the show and help us grow our audience. And remember, we mean that in the most serious way. Until the next time, good night, everybody. And remember, I love you and I love your show.